0: The Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's Mightiest Heroes type thing. Avengers, time to work for a living. That's my secret. I'm always angry. I am on the side of life. You get hurt, hurt him back. You get killed, walk it off. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. I'm your host, Andrew, and I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers. Welcome to a special episode of Some Assembly Required, your podcasting adventure into the annals of Earth's mightiest heroes, the Avengers. On this episode, we are going to start something a little bit different. Uh, I am joined by my wonderful wife, Becky. Hello. And we are going to be talking about the first two episodes of WandaVision that came out on Friday. That would be the... 15th of January, Um, we will be putting a new episode out for each of the episodes that are released. It may be, I don't know if they're releasing them in single episodes after this or if they're doing multiple at a clip, but effectively once a week until the series is done, we'll be putting out a new episode discussing what happens in that episode. Having said that, there will be spoilers in this episode. So if you haven't watched WandaVision, go watch the first two episodes, Come back and listen. Or if you don't care about spoilers, by all means, listen on. But just so we're perfectly clear, there will be spoilers in this. So with that, just basic first impressions. Becky, what did you think?
1: I really enjoyed it. Now, I grew up like watching Nick at Night and watching Bewitched and I Love Lucy and Dick Van Dyke's show on Nick at Night when I was a kid and... You know, when I got to stay up late, that's what I watched. I had been watching Nickelodeon in the morning, and during the day, and then it's like, okay, let's watch these old shows on Nick at Night. So it was really fun to see those recreated in the modern day and woven into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think it's just really cool. And it was very nostalgic. Even if you don't, even if you didn't live in the 50s and 60s, it's still, you know, it, it just feels like something that you've seen before and very familiar, um, but then with a whole lot of twists turn, thrown in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the first episode uh, is very much a parody of the Dick Van Dyke show. Each of these episodes seems to be kind of, I don't want to say period specific, but kind of almost show parody specific. And you can kind of pick that up from the, the trailers as well. So this first episode is... Uh, kind of parallels the Dick Van Dyke show which ran from October of 1961 to June of 1966 Um, and that kind of defines a a fairly decent era of time the second episode that we'll talk about here in a moment um, really is especially in in particular is running off of uh, playing off of Bewitched which ran from September of 1964 to March of 1972 again pretty clearly pretty well defining an era of television Um, the first episode the the Basic plot is that Wanda and Vision have moved into this new neighborhood in this new small town to get away from the city, and they they have a a, a mark on their calendar, a little heart, and they don't know why it's there. And it turns out it's there for to signify that there is a uh, dinner with Vision's boss, Mr. And Mr. Hart and his wife. Uh, and of course, much like a, an early '60s sitcom, you know. Mild chaos and slapstick ensue. Um, and and it very much is a parody of the Dick Van Dyke show. Um, Paul Bentley bentney does an excellent excellent i don't want to say dick van Dyke impression but he certainly uh does an homage to that character very well in his mannerisms in his responses um facial expressions especially i think he really sells it and i think it's a a really great um like you said homage to the the classic television shows um
1: i think elizabeth olsen was trying to channel lucille ball a little bit in what she was was doing she tried to do i felt like there were times that she was trying to do a nasally voice a more um just a a more lucille ball-esque voice and um i think her acting is superb but as we have seen with the sokovian accent that has slowly gone away i don't know that voices her thing
0: see i don't i didn't see in in these episodes that uh, certainly there is some some i love lucy mixed in there uh there is the neighbor agnes uh who is very much um an ethel character yes um when you talk about i love lucy i do think though wanda does a much better job of mixing um the the wife from the dick van dyke show um mary tyler moore and uh samantha from bewitched yes I, i think that. Th- that's the intention there. Uh, and I, th- I mean, I think visually they sell both of those very well. Uh, the second episode takes place. They are participating in a community talent show and they're doing a very stereotypical kind of cheesy magic act. And uh, Vision accidentally swallows a piece of gum, which literally gums up his inner workings. And there's a, a fantastic little cartoon animation to go with it um and he really comes across like he's drunk and again mild chaos and and hilarity ensues
1: which i love you have uh this machine man who can't get drunk who you know does everything perfectly um and how do you make him have a reason to do the slapstick humor and the the physical comedy and you gum up his work inner workings.
0: Right, I mean, normally Vision is kind of a straight man. Not always, especially in this series. Um, there are definitely some legitimate comedic moments, especially, I think, more in the first episode. Um, I mean, the second episode is, is also very funny, but like we said, it's a little bit more of the slapstick, and he's playing like, you know, the character is, is kind of drunk. Whereas the first one, really in his expressions and his line delivery it's a little bit funnier but generally speaking vision is more of a straight man kind of character so to see him doing that is it's different it's a little more interesting um paul bentney has a, a very wide range as an actor Absolutely. Um, And I'm really enjoying it. Now, obviously, you know, this is still a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So while we talk about these great homages to these classic television shows, um, you know, things are also happening. This is there's certainly more here than meets the eye. You know, these first two episodes, I've, I've seen a lot of complaints online that people are like, oh, this is boring. This is too slow. And I'm kind of just sitting here going, we're two episodes into What I believe is a nine-episode series is finally what they've boiled it out to be. So nine episodes of this. Obviously, it's not all going to be, you know, a parody of of these sitcoms. And even still, as we get more and more, things are already starting to happen. We're getting little pieces of things.
1: And it's clear in the way I was seeing it that each episode, you're going to get a lot more revealed. Like in the first episode, there was very little... Uh, very little, cl- very few clues that something was amiss. Up until the very end, there were maybe a couple of hints, but it wasn't like in your face obvious until the very, very end. Right. Whereas in the second episode, there are things happening throughout the episode that are like, okay, things are, stuff's going on Right.
0: Here. Right. You definitely get the the impression in the first episode that something's not quite right, but then you're already starting to see a little bit of fraying at the edges come the second episode. And I think certainly next episode, probably by about the fourth episode into the fifth, I think things are really going to start just coming apart at the seams um, and, and getting kind of crazy. You know, the reality here is this is... I think is kind of going to be the Avengers Disassembled slash House of M of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. For those who are unfamiliar with those storylines, House in uh, Avengers Disassembled, a lot of really terrible things happen to the Avengers. And basically we find out that it is Wanda starting to have a breakdown. And eventually they're able to um, sedate her. And then in House of M, We find out she basically comes out of the sedation, has completely broken with reality, and using her powers recreates reality to what she wants it to be in this kind of mutant paradise. And then at the end, uh, that's when we get the no more mutants, and uh, we have a a very limited number of X-Men from from there on for well, a better part of about eight or nine years thereabouts. Um, I came into reading comics shortly after all that happened. Um, and then, yeah, it was probably a good eight or nine years that we were, that we were in the no more mutants kind of era, uh, until children's crusade, but well, children's crusade and, um, I guess it would have been Avengers versus X-Men was when that ended. Finally, I was trying to think, cause it involved, it involved hope summers, but, uh, anyways, so I think that's kind of where they're going with this. So, As this series progresses, I think we're definitely going to see Scarlet Witch's grasp on reality start to fray more and more and become very, very tenuous. Um, We're already getting the impression that things are happening against her will or without her knowledge. Um, At the same time, though, I am partially convinced that everything we are seeing is a creation of wandas
1: yeah i mean it's it's clear that she has the most control um of the situation uh vision isn't controlling anything um it doesn't seem the only thing that confuses me with you know the idea that wanda has constructed this world like for herself to live in and for vision to live in is that we also get to see scenes of vision on his own without her and so we we get to see things from his point of view which could just be that she has constructed a world for him to live in as well and he has his own free will in this world um
0: yeah, I think to an extent he has his own free will, but I think he is also a construct of hers. Yes. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, people who have kept up with the MCU, Vision dies at the end of Infinity War and is not one of the people brought back during Endgame. So we leave with Vision not being a part of the MCU anymore. Um, so you know how he comes back is already kind of up up in the air open for debate, um, which I think lends credence to my theory. Uh, In the first episode, there is a scene during the dinner with Vision's boss and wife, where uh, his boss's wife starts kind of asking questions, you know, where are you from? How long have you been married? Um, Why don't you have any kids? That kind of stuff. Just kind of, you know, fairly standard 1960s kind of pushing questions, probing questions. And then the boss kind of gets in on it. And as he's demanding answers, because they don't have any answers, um, the boss starts choking, and nobody does anything while he's choking. And in fact, the wife just keeps saying, "Oh, stop it, stop it, stop it." Uh, as a side note, the wife is played by uh,
1: Deborah Jo Rupp.
0: Yeah, Deborah Joe Rupp, who everyone will know as the mother from that '70s show, and she's playing the same damn character, and it's 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 the only character she plays, and she does it so so magnificently. Nobody cares. Um, but nobody nobody goes to help him. Vision kind of looks like he knows something's wrong, but he's unable to do something until Scarlet Witch says, Help him. And then he does.
1: And I, I think the wife's character, at first she's saying, Stop it to her husband to stop asking questions. Right. But then she turns to Wanda and is like, Stop it, stop it, in a way of, You're the only person who can stop this.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah, the, the focus of that changes. Although, interestingly enough, the, the tone and the way it's stated does not.
1: Right. It's like, a, it's like she's a broken record, but all of a sudden, it, who she's talking to yes. shifts.
0: Um, the other thing I think that's interesting to note is, you know, after the boss pushes really hard on this, uh, in the second episode, we see the wife at this little community talent show. We don't see the husband now. That may or may not be intentional. It's hard to tell. But it also may be that now Wanda has removed this element from this reality um, that was that was questioning it.
1: I will say, just I I had just done some research um, that the scene at the talent show was filmed um, during the pandemic, so it may just have been that they um they just didn't bring as many people back
0: and that's and that is (laughs) certainly possible um but at the same time i wouldn't necessarily i wouldn't put it past uh marvel and kevin feige to do something like that
1: absolutely there's there's so much in there that is easy to read into um
0: well and it it is interesting some of the things some of the little things that that we've noticed um some of these You and I have noticed some of these uh, we have found on the internet.
1: Thank you, internet.
0: Yes. Thank you, Dr. Google. Um, However, there are a lot of little things that really start making you scratch your head. Um, The first one in in the first episode, uh, in each of the episodes, they do uh, a period style commercial, which are always fun. A bunch of years back, I had done a theater production that involved that was music from this time period. And they showed a lot of 1950s, 1960s commercials as part of intermission and whatnot. And that was just a, a blast ton of fun so you know they are really enjoyable uh but the first one's done for a toaster and you know they show like a standard chrome toaster you know and oh no it burned the toast here's this super whamadine toaster they put the toast in they start it and there's a little blinking light on the toaster and at first it's blinking but it's blinking in black and white because the whole episode's in black and white and they cut away to the spokesperson and then when they cut back to it It's now blinking still, but it's now blinking in red. It's the only thing in color on this entire...
1: Yeah, which I...
0: And honestly, in this entire episode, it's the only thing in color.
1: Which I didn't notice the first time. And you pointed out the second time we watched through it. And it's like, oh, I had to like rewind and double check.
0: The toaster also looks like a face. Like it's got like, I don't think that's... I don't know that that necessarily means anything. But it's got like two dials that look like eyes and like a handle that where a mouth should be.
1: Well, and... And And of course, it's made by Stark Industries. Um, And there was another thing I was reading online. Um, I did notice that there was this ticking sound and it got faster while the toaster was going. And somebody said online that that could be uh, when she and her brother were hiding under their bed when the Stark bomb got dropped. And it was beeping, beeping, beeping. But then it never went off
0: yeah although she never they never describe a beeping sound during true in in age of ultron they just talk about lying there waiting two days for tony stark to kill them right um yeah i mean that's interesting there's a lot of
1: there's a lot of theories on the internet about just about everything
0: there are um i think the best thing the internet gave us is and you gotta you gotta try for this one a little bit here um and it took us what four four or five tries
1: Oh, yes, yes.
0: Um, on the opening. The very uh, Bewitched the, style yes, opening. The opening animated credits of the second episode. Again, all la Bewitched. Um, you know, Vision floats through and goes showers, gets dressed, and then floats down into the kitchen. And if you pause it just right, when he floats down, you can see the space in between the two floors. And in that space is a helmet that is very reminiscent of that of the Grim Reaper. For those of you who have listened to this podcast before will know that there is a connection with Vision and with Grim Reaper. In the comics, Vision is based off of the brain patterns of Simon Williams, who was uh, Wonder Man. He died in a very early Avengers episode, uh, issue, I believe number 10. Uh, and Grim Reaper is... Simon's brother, who blames the Avengers for his brother's death, and that's why he takes on the persona of Grim Reaper. As the comics go on, uh, eventually Simon comes back, but even before that, there is a very odd familial relationship between Vision and Grim Reaper. Do I expect to see Grim Reaper in this series? Not really. Although Vision is very much a part of this series, I don't know that Vision is really the focus of this series, so I don't necessarily expect to see that, but that's just a nice little Easter egg. But you got to try to pause it here.
1: Oh, my gosh. It, it took a lot of effort to, to, to pause it. At just the right. Because it's on screen for like a quarter of a second. Now,
0: now you got a picture of that, right?
1: I did get a picture of it. OK,
0: so we will put we will put that picture on the Instagram um, because, it, again, I don't think there's a whole lot to it. I think it's just a fun little thing that the, um, the the people at Marvel just threw in there for those of us who are in the know. Here's a little here's a little little treat uh for those of you who aren't in the know you're not gonna see it so
1: yeah and and i think there are, there are lots of those especially in that bewitched-esque uh opening scene like in the grocery store some of the signs um you know were were little easter eggs that may amount to something but probably not
0: yeah um i am curious though there are in the opening, when the two of them fly across the screen again, very much like the beginning of *Bewitch*, when she's on her broom, there are six stars that light up, and mm-hmm. I don't quite know what that signifies. Maybe the Infinity Stones? Oh, that could be. Um, That's a maybe. That's the only thing I can think of. Like six, and the, and they're often shown in that that uh, that hexagonal pattern.
1: Yeah, the hexagon comes into play. I mean, it, it's at the end. credit for both of the episodes they end on a hexagon shape
0: they do although i I, i'm actually i meant to and i just i forgot to do it i wanted to go back and take a look at old episodes of like dick how dick van dyke and like bewitched ended because that kind of that kind of closing um frame was, was not uncommon on shows of that era so
1: Sure, but I don't necessarily know that it was that shape. I feel like it may have been like diamonds or circles or it,
0: and it may very well have been. I was just, I I yeah. meant to go look and I forgot to go do that. Um so I may may post some kind of follow up on the uh, Facebook page or something if I got a chance to do that. Um
1: So were there were there any other easter eggs or things that you think might be of significance later?
0: I think the biggest one of significance is the, is one that the internet has been been bouncing around for months really since the first uh trailer the first maybe maybe the second but but definitely the second maybe the first um and that's the character of agnes the neighbor um agnes obviously can kind of be a a nickname for agatha uh, or or a stand-in for agatha maybe maybe
1: or um, a combination of agatha harkness agnes
0: Right, and that and that's 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 who we kind of all suspect that to be is Ag- Agatha Harkness, who is um, an old witch, and I, I I mean very literally a very old. Um, she may have actually like the character may actually have survived like the Salem witch trials, like it may, she may go back that far. Um, but she serves as a kind of mentor to Scarlet Witch uh, and really helps her build up both her confidence and amplify her powers uh in a lot of ways that kind of amplification and increase in her powers um really kind of starts to lead down eventually the road to disassembled in house of m
1: we also see in one of the trailers uh in the halloween episode that her halloween costume is a witch yes and since Scarlet Witch's Halloween costume is Scarlet Witch, and Vision's Halloween costume is Vision, like the old timey cost, their their old original costumes from the comics, um, you know, I think I think when we get to that episode, um, that we will probably learn quite a bit about some of the characters.
0: Yeah, and I think we'll start seeing some more about Agnes. I, mean, I think we we've, we've been getting a little bit more and more of that. Um, I mean, even already Agnes, you know in a lot of regards she plays kind of an Ethel character to 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 Wanda but at the same time there is a little bit of a kind of best friend or older sister role maybe yeah you know she's trying to help her out originally in the first episode when the uh with the heart on the calendar they start to think or Wanda starts to think that it's some kind of anniversary So she goes to prepare for that and um, Agnes helps her with that. In the second episode, Agnes tries to help her get in with the uh, local social uh, order, if you will. Social hierarchy. Um, Very like Stepford Wives kind of. I was just
1: going to say Stepford Wives. Yeah. And of course there's a character that we meet in that episode who starts off by saying, I'm not even sure what I'm doing here or something like that and uh the character of geraldine who there's also lots of rumors
0: i don't even think that's really a rumor that means it's just yeah if you if you look at imdb under the under who's who she's playing it's geraldine but then it's slash monica rambeau yeah, um, again, for those paying attention to some of the, the minor character names, Monica Rambeau was the uh, young daughter in uh, Captain Marvel, who was a you know, kid at the time. Then flash forward to what effectively modern MCU time. So she'd be in her, you know, 30s, thereabouts, late 30s, probably about probably about our age. Yep. Um. So so there's that. Yeah. But she, yeah, Agnes definitely is playing a little bit of a mentoring uh, kind of role already. So I'm curious to see where that goes.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So we haven't talked about probably the biggest question mark out there in this show so far. And that is we have on three separate occasions seen a reference to a particular symbol um, within the episode that doesn't really fit in the context. Uh the first time we see it it actually kind of does it's as the episode ends the camera pulls back and we we're basically looking at a TV screen and there is a person taking notes in a notebook they close the notebook and there is this logo that's basically a sword with kind of a wreath around it um we see it again in the second episode uh Wanda hears a crash outside, goes outside, and finds a toy helicopter. Uh, and then at the very end of the episode, they hear yet another crash and some more noise. They go outside and a man in a beekeeper suit comes up from out of the sewer and has this logo on the back of his beekeeper suit. Yep. Um. So that logo does correspond to the Marvel Agency of SWORD, which is... Uh, very much like the Marvel shield shield is very terrestrial sword deals with every kind of everything else, like space and aliens and that kind of stuff. It's very likely that the Easter egg at the end of Captain Marvel, where, uh, Nick Fury is on that space station with all of the scrolls. And I've kind of guessed this for a while, but that is very likely sword.
1: Is that the end of captain marvel or is that the end of um spider-man oh
0: oh shit you're right that's the end of (laughs) spider-man nope nope you're right i stand corrected yeah
1: it's very rare that i correct you on something
0: it is is,
1: in relation to marvel
0: no what it is it's you know what did it is, is the fact that 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 easter egg is the two scrolls from captain marvel who are impersonating nick fury and maria hill yeah yeah um yeah. So at the end of at the end of uh, Far From Home, yep, yeah, that's that's the Easter egg. Um, you know, it's worth noting, and we kind of skipped over this. This is the first MCU release since Far From Home. Wow. Yeah. So originally, obviously, because of COVID, things have changed. Um, originally scheduled for May of this past year of twenty twenty was uh, Black Widow, and then for November of this year, of of twenty twenty was scheduled the Eternals. Mm. I forgot Um, about that one. Both of those have been pushed to 2021 releases. And then actually, we were, we should have been gearing up for another. Release here in a few weeks, uh, because Shang-Chi and the Ten uh, and the Ten Rings was supposed to be released in February of 2021. That's now been pushed to February February of twenty two. So this is the longest stretch without an MCU release. Twenty twenty was actually the first year, I think since Iron Man came out, that there was not an MCU release. Wow. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. Um, so you know, once again, 2020. <laughs> we don't miss you. We don't. Stay dead.
1: <laughs> 2021 come on get us through this <laughs> <sighs>
0: um but anyways so this organization uh is obviously somehow involved with what is going on um right. so the first time we see it it's just kind of this this notebook thing so obviously they're watching what's going on um the second time when this little toy helicopter crashes what is most interesting about it is that in the second episode this is the first bit of color we see again again the mm-hmm. second episode being in black and white you know in the first episode, we got that little blinking light, and that was it. And, and, that, and
1: that was in the commercial universe. That wasn't in the actual WandaVision. Like, that wasn't in her world.
0: I don't know that there's going to be necessarily be a difference, but... Right. But... A, but she didn't see it yes you're right in the fact that she didn't see it this is the first color that she is seeing um
1: very pleasantville-esque
0: yes actually that's that's a very good i had forgotten uh, about that
1: movie but i was like oh i want to watch that movie now
0: i I don't necessarily need to feel like watching that movie but (laughs) but you're in that regard you are very correct um so in this in this particular instance uh the helicopter is red and yellow very iron man colors uh, I mean, and it's it's metallic red. It's it's not quite the the gold that Iron Man usually is, but it it's very close to that.
1: It's also very it, it's also Vision colors because the yellow and the gold kind of rep- could be the stone that he has. I would
0: say they're very Vision comic colors. Yes, they're not very Vision film colors.
1: No, but when at the end of this episode, when the whole thing turns to Technicolor, he is very bright and very the the red is redder than it was in the movies and the yellow is yellower than it was in the movies if that makes sense
0: yes although that may also they may have also just kind of turned up the the, the yes. saturation on that one to really sell the effect absolutely <laughs> um I, i'd be kind of curious on that one but uh yeah it, it, it's also a little odd because the 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 toy is obviously very 1960s style but the colors are very not yeah um so that's the first time she sees color in that and then later on, when she is dealing with Dottie, who is this, you know, the the social queen, the, the Stepford wife kind of deal. Um, Wanda starts hearing someone trying to talk to her over the radio. Um, now, you know this better than I do. Um, the Beach Boys song that's playing, is that Help Me Wanda? It's Help, Help Me Rhonda. Rhonda. That's what I thought it yes. was.
1: Help Me Rhonda is the song, but it sounds like they they tweaked it.
0: I don't think they tweet they tweak the song, but I think the fact that the voice keeps saying "Who's doing this to you, Wanda?" Who's doing that? And they they kind of time it to to say Wanda over Rhonda. Yes, um, yes. I think it kind of th- sells it a little bit better. Um, so she starts hearing this, which is obviously very not theoretically a part of you know the universe she's in. And when that happens, uh, Dottie again kind of kind of tweaks out much like uh, Vision's boss and the boss's wife do in the first episode and she shatters a glass and cuts her hand and the blood is red on her hand um
1: so with the exception of the the yellow accents on the helicopter all of the color that is revealed first is always red we saw the red blinking dot in the first episode on the toaster we see the red helicopter and then we see the red blood and when things go to color um at the end of the episode it starts off with vision's face which is mostly red
0: yes now that, that may just be a visual choice because and, it yeah. is the scarlet witch right um but that also m- may kind of feed into the idea that this is all of wanda's making yes um and then so fi- and then kind of continue where, where we're going here the final time we see the the sword logo is this um is this beekeeper comes out of the sewer kind of looks at wanda and there's kind of a knowing look between the two like like there is some degree of recognition um really from both it's very hard to see the beekeeper's face because it's dark and he's got a a beekeeper's mask on which got the mesh so it's hard but even still just kind of the the body posture like there is some degree of recognition um but at that point wanda doesn't like what's what's going on and causes the world to rewind back to a certain point and then moving forward from there, things happen differently, more... To her liking.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: So, I mean, obviously, that that demonstrates that she has at least some degree of control over the 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 function of this universe.
1: Yes. Um. I don't see. I wonder if she has if it's the full on reality bending that we see in the comics because the fact that this this beekeeper whoever he is just like entered the world that she created. I feel like, and and you know the comics better than I do, but that. I feel like that doesn't happen as much if if she created truly a whole unique world then
0: I think if she had created an entirely like for lack of a better term a pocket universe mm-hmm. but I I think she has taken something and somewhere and manipulated it to her liking. There's another Marvel storyline and I I read it like once not very but like, like didn't dive into it too deeply where they used uh, a cosmic cube to basically imprison a, a large number of Marvel supervillains in in a very 1950s Pleasantville-esque kind of kind of village, or kind of kind of town. And this is definitely giving me vibes of that Avengers standoff storyline
1: sure i also think it's interesting i i made a note about the name of the town um that they're living in because it's westview and you know uh, most theories are that she is she has created this idealized world based on the tv shows that she used to the the american tv shoot tv shows that she used to watch as a kid in sokovia and so it's her view of what western life is like so Westview.
0: Yeah, I will say and and you and I have talked about this before. There are a lot of places where people are 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 diving pretty deep on the internet for stuff. Yeah. Um there's a character Bev who people think um is basically like a stand-in for this um anthropomorphized cow that is connected to the high evolutionary uh who in turn is also connected to in the comics Wanda and Pietro um and, uh, and Wondegore Mountain in the MCU, obviously, you know, they're the, the origin of the twins is is vastly different. So I don't know that it's I don't know that that's uh, much of a connection. Also, I, again, they're, they're making very tenuous connections um, to very minor characters.
1: Yeah, I think everybody's just looking for uh, anything, any clues, because it's just so right. unique. And... Well,
0: and there's very obviously so much out there, but at the same time, we're only two episodes in, so there's just not much happening yet. We're just, we, we've got these little tiny little droplets, little tastes of of weird going on.
1: Yes, and I think...
0: As, as Maria Hill said, uh, he's fast and she's weird.
1: Yes, um, and this is definitely going to be a series that once we get to the end, you have to go back to the beginning to see all the little oh hints God. that they dropped along the way. No, this is, is going to be like
0: reading the Jonathan Hickman run of Avengers, <laughs> where you go and you read it and you're, you, know, you get to the end and you get to Secret War and you're like, holy crap. And then you go back and you realize, oh, no, Jonathan Hickman was teasing this back in issue two.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's which is perfect for a streaming service where you can go back and rewatch everything. Yes.
0: Lost, Um, on the other hand, was a pile of was a pile of dog poo. (laughs) I said it. Fight me.
1: Um, So speaking of crazy theories. Um, I have a couple of crazy theories. Do you have any crazy theories? I have.
0: I had one before the series started that I don't think played out. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and share it just because I I think it's it was a cool theory. Um, but just the little bits and pieces of things we already have have basically slammed the door on it. I was kind of wondering if this series was effectively taking place in the moment in which Scarlet Witch was destroying the Mind Stone. That basically within that moment, this This whole experience happens between the two of them. Um, And that's what what breaks Scarlet Witch mentally, Um, because, you know, like right after that, you know, the two, you know, Vision dies and and she's she goes away in the snap and she doesn't come back until the end of Endgame. So, you know, she's coming. She basically would come back in a very damaged state. Um, like I said, based on the, you know, sword watching and things like that, this theory is, is basically, uh, dead on arrival, but I thought it was pretty cool. So
1: yeah, I have, I have a, a couple of theories. One of mine kind of relates to the mind stone and because as you said, her origin, her and her brother's origin in the MCU is very different than their origin in the comics
0: well, not just that, their, their origin is derived from the mindstone from Strucker's experiments. Exactly.
1: And so, because I've been wondering, she hasn't really, yes, she's gone through a lot of trauma. She lost her brother. She lost her love um, after she had to kill him and then watch him die, uh, be murdered again. Um, and uh, so she's certainly gone through a lot of trauma, but, you know, she didn't give any indication in the previous movies that you know she would break with reality which you know who who knows what people are going through but i'm i'm wondering if they connect her if if they go down this insanity route that was in the comics if they connect that to the mind stone now that the mind stone is gone which is the source of her power and the mind stone if she's losing her mind because the stone is gone
0: that's interesting yeah um I, yeah
1: i don't i don't don't know if that's where they're gonna go with it. But I also the way that in the second episode, um, they're putting on this talent show to um do a fundraiser for the elementary school and they always say for the children and then in a like a Man, that
0: is creepy it's a, shit. It's
1: very creepy, but everybody just automatically responds back for the children and and Wanda in the Stepford Wive group. Right um she delays she only responds after she hears everybody else right she, do it she,
0: she doesn't catch on to this at first yes
1: and and so it also makes me wonder, is somebody coercing her it did somebody because at the end of this episode we see her get pregnant and obvious, and we've known this from the trailers and everything that um that they are going to have probably two <laughs> two babies
0: I mean, I mean that and that tracks with the comics uh, yes,
1: um. So if if somebody somehow coerced her into creating this reality, um, for the children, uh, in some way, if if that if that creepy chant is going to come back, um, in some capacity, yeah, I kind of get the
0: feeling that 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 will, especially because she doesn't notice that she's pregnant until she and Vision both say for the children, and then she says, "I think the children would like some popcorn," and gets up, and that's when Vision notices her stomach, right so there's definitely something to that
1: yes and and there are you know in the first episode mrs Hart says why don't you have any kids which is also just a you know standard back in the day that's what you asked a married couple before if they didn't have any children so you don't think anything of it and then in the second episode agnes goes you have to make friends with these women because they'll get you into the best schools and Wanda's like, okay, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves yet. Um, so, which again, for the time period that this is supposedly set in, right. is absolutely appropriate. But then you add that in with the creepy for the children <laughs> chant that everybody is saying. Um, so creepy. So creepy. Uh, so I, I think that that's going to come into play um certainly um
0: no i i i definitely think you're you're right there
1: yeah now what do you think about the person on the on the radio who was calling for her
0: why don't you go ahead and tell you tell (laughs) tell your (laughs) theory because i i don't have a theory um and i would need to go back and listen to this a few more times before i don't say i necessarily buy your theory but like (laughs) but but certainly um i think i think
1: i'll I'll go ahead and tell my theory um, well, first I'll, I'll say one one theory that I just read like five minutes before we were about to record this, and somebody said that the voice on the radio sounded like um, the actor Randall Park, who played Agent Wu in Ant Man and the Wasp, and is supposed to be returning to the MCU. Um, I...
0: I, I, you know, now that you say that, I do kind of feel like he was he wasn't the trailer, but.
1: And I mean, perhaps it could be. I kind of feel like it wasn't just because I feel like somebody who's calling out for her like that is somebody who knows her. Um, And we didn't see him interact with her in any of the previous movies, to my knowledge.
0: No. And I mean, typically you wouldn't be calling out to someone, quite honestly, in the familiar, if you will, right? Using their first name, kind of right. like that, unless you were on closer terms with them.
1: Which is where my theory comes in. Um, I think, and I could be completely wrong, but I'm just going to put this out there. I think that it's, um, Clint Barton. I think it's Hawkeye because he was a very important person in her life. He was the one who, um you know, encouraged her to go out and fight Ultron when she was scared to do so and, and to join the Avengers. She, He was, uh, her brother sacrificed himself to save Clint and Clint then saved his body um and clint is the one who comes and gets her from the compound in this in civil war and then the two of them share a moment mourning the loss of vision and natasha at the end of Endgame. so clint is very close to her and very important to her and and i think taking care of her is also important to him especially after pietro uh died in age of ultron so it, now the voice does not sound particularly like jeremy renner but it's also distorted coming through the radio um and i also think I, I paused the credits as they were rolling to see if there was anybody credited with the voice and there wasn't which makes me think that it's somebody who's already established in the mcu that they're they don't want you to know about yet
0: sure um and and the connection with With Hawkeye and with Scarlet Witch, you know, goes way back in the comics. So they are they are part of uh, the the second Avengers team, Cap's Kooky Quartet, as they are. Uh, sometimes called right, Captain America, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, and Hawkeye. You know, and the three, the, all three, the reformed villains. Um, you know, so there is a lot there to kind of pull from. If that is the case, obviously we'll we'll see. And my guess is that we will we will start to figure that stuff out probably around episode four or five.
1: Yeah. Well, the other thing with with my Clint theory is that it could set up his series which is coming up which they are currently filming um they bring him back at the end of this series to set up the future hawkeye series but again it's just it's a crazy theory and yep the internet is running amok with all of them
0: right we all have nothing better to do than the internet (laughs) exactly (laughs) so we're going to internet yep any final thoughts
1: um just a couple of like little funny moments that that i enjoyed in the kind of mocking um mocking the old-timey sitcoms um one of one of the moments i liked was when uh paul bettany when his his uh his boss and his boss's wife come over and wanda thinks it's their anniversary and you know there's confusion over what's going on why are you in this skimpy outfit when which is actually a gorgeous nightdress
0: um, right. skimpy skimpy is not, skimpy really is the wa- not really. right word but again no. <laughs> 1960s right. that would be considered uh taboo and reveal um
1: but how they play it off is he's like oh this is a traditional sokovian greeting i forgot to mention that my wife is from europe meanwhile he's the one with the british accent which i just think is funny um true and and then also in kind of this whole uh this is an unreal world one thing i noticed that was kind of funny is the the exterior of their house the facade of their house is a very symmetrical house so you have um the front door is directly in the middle of the house um but on the interior you walk in the front door and there is a window right next to the front door looking outside which does not match, the interior does not match the exterior facade.
0: I did not notice that. I did like how uh, Vision's got this job at at a company that does computations and nobody can explain like what the computations are for um like he, his he tries to get his coworker to explain it do they make things no do we sell things no you know and then he tries to get his boss to explain it and and his boss doesn't do do any better and uh i do wonder if that's going to come back around or if that was just a fun like you know joke on on sitcoms of the era yeah you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off to work. I'm gonna go to go to the business. <laughs> What's the business? It's the business. Yeah. Uh Reminded me a little bit of like uh the producers. No, I was actually thinking with the Lego Movie with uh, oh, President President, President business. business. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, final thoughts for these first two episodes. Um. Yes, they are not. This is not a full on MCU movie this is not agents of shield this is not even the the netflix series um so yeah it's it's moving a little slow i think when we have the whole series in front of us i think that that the pacing is going to work out just fine So, so all those people complaining oh my god this is slow this is whatever you know hold on and let's let's see how they unfold this story have have a little bit of patience. You know, I think after all of the quality films and series that they have given us in the MCU, uh, go ahead and give them a little bit of leeway, a little, little bit of freedom here to tell the story how they feel they need to tell it. Um, you know, we have we've certainly in general, I think, have, have never been been highly disappointed. I think even, you know, we've rarely even been mildly dis- had mild disappointment. So have a little bit of faith here.
1: I'm having fun with it.
0: (laughs) I am too. So again, we will be doing uh, another episode next week for whatever quantity of episodes come out, because it's not, it's not overly clear at the (laughs) moment uh, what the release structure looks like. Like I said, we, from, from what has been said, it's going to be nine episodes. We got two. I don't know if the getting two in the first week was just a, you know, we love you kind of thing. And we're sorry. (laughs) We haven't put anything out in over a year. (laughs) Um, please forgive us. We'll never do it again. Kind of thing. Or if they're going to put out two episodes next week, we'll, we'll find out. Um, but you know, whatever, whatever the release schedule is, we will be putting out another episode next week. Uh, I am working on, I swear I've been saying this for months now <laughs> and I have, I have been saying it for months. I am working on new episodes. Um, I'm, I'm making some changes to structure, to the structure of the, of the, the podcast that I hope will make things a little bit easier for me to get episodes out. Um, so please bear with me for hopefully a week or so longer uh, and I will be getting the, the first of these new episodes out. And uh yeah,
1: I was going to say you're you're also in single daddy mode while you're love while you support your wife <laughs> in going to grad school. So
0: <laughs> I am. I am. And 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 you are aware that that is that is part of part of it. Um and and covid and seasonal depression and <laughs> quarantine depression and man they're just they were they were stacking it on um you know the holidays got busy i mean just kind of everything so i i apologize and and please bear with me for a little bit longer we will get back into it
1: i apologize too
0: <laughs> we are we are one issue into the kree scroll war um And I've been so excited to get into this. And then I dropped the ball. So we will get back into this, I promise. Remember, you can find us at AvengersAssembly.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Next week, we are going to talk about whatever episodes come out. (laughs) One episode, two episodes, all the episodes. Who knows? But we will talk about them and we will have fun doing it. Yes, we will. So join us next week.
1: All right. Hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, Let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it.